This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, a bit of shameless self-promotion. Because Site Visibility has recently published the Ultimate Content Promotion Guide. It's their most comprehensive guide to date, and in it they break down all the content promotion tactics, tricks and tools you'll ever need to help you achieve content marketing success. You can download the guide, plus a handy printable content promotion checklist for free, by going to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y, slash ultimate dash content Now, today I'm joined by Bill Slorsky, Director of SEO Research at GoFish Digital. Bill, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you today? I'm very, very well. Thank you very, very much for coming on the show. And uh, just remind us where you are. You're somewhere warm in America, aren't you? I am. I'm in uh, San Diego County, uh, Southern California, in a town called Carlsbad. I'm about three miles from uh, the Pacific Ocean. And let me guess what the weather's doing there. Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> it rained all last week, which was really odd. It doesn't usually happen. No, no. It's pretty rainy over here in Brighton, I must, must admit, in the UK. Um, tell us about yourself and what you do at GoFish Digital. I've been promoting websites since, since 1996 and learning how to do audit. I, I spent a lot of time blogging about uh, white papers and patents. And from the search engines, I try to get some insight into things that they're doing. I'm really very curious, and I like to uh, get some idea of what they're doing and why they say they're doing it. And sometimes it doesn't necessarily agree with some of the things some of the spokespeople for Google uh, say, like uh, John Mueller. Hmm. And I, I wrote a blog post yesterday where I said one thing and John said something completely different. So now I'm trying to dig into that deeper and get a sense of why we differ on that topic. So you're taking quite a sort of scientific, inquisitive approach. I look at it as, as a business analyst approach. Mm. They publish patents to protect the technology behind processes that they develop to provide search. And they have a legal reason for doing that rather than a marketing reason. So they're not filing patents for me to write about them. They're filing to protect them from being used by Microsoft or Facebook or Apple and to protect them. If they update a patent, they'll uh, come out with a continuation patent that has updated claims that describe the processes behind them. And... They're often, when they update them, that gives you some hint that they may be using that patent and they may have felt obligated to update the claims to protect the new approach, which means there is a new approach and they're likely using it. Now, a couple of years ago, I think it was December 2016, you wrote a blog post, um, Semantic Topic Modeling for Search Queries at Google. I'm intrigued by that term, semantic topic modeling. Tell us a little bit about that. That was uh, in the title of a white paper that came out from Google where they described how they uh, look for terms on pages that maybe predict what the page is about. So 
An example I like to use is a page might be about president of the United States. Yeah. And that page would include phrases that predict that it's about president of the United States, like White House or Secretary of State or Rose Garden. They're, they're terms that you would see that would say this is about this topic. And if you do a search in Google for president of the United States, you'll see frequently co-occurring meaningful phrases that are complete, uh, that aren't idioms like top of the morning, that, that tell you what the page is about. They're often headers or they're things that just appear. Uh, another example often I use to describe this is baseball stadiums. If you write about baseball stadium, you're probably going to include terms like pitcher's mound or concession stands or outfield. They're all phrases that predict the pages about baseball stadiums. And you'll see those on high-ranking pages about that topic. Uh, and they co-occur. They frequently co-occur. Google's made this phrase-based indexing uh, approach is has been spelled out in over 20 different patents from Google. They've put a lot of effort into it. Mm. And one of those patents describes what they call posting lists, which are, are lists of all these co-occurring phrases that appear on the web. So it's a, the whole web is covered by this. They've not just only indexed the web and uh, which pages are optimized for which terms, but also which pages have these phrases appearing upon them. And it's a semantic topic model because uh, I wrote about it using that term because Google came out with a white paper in December of 2016 where they didn't mention phrase-based indexing, but they described it in detail in that white paper. Mm. So it, it, it's something that was originally introduced to Google back in 2003. So it, it has some life. It's with all the patents and a white paper about it, it, it seems definitely like something that they're using. I've tried it. I've tested it. I've worked with clients to include uh, co-occurring phrase-based terms on their pages. They've made a difference in how well those pages rank. They've increased rankings. So presumably, I'm just trying to think how this this maps or, or what it means to um, you know business uh, personnel who are trying to sort of optimize a page or, you know, for, for a certain type of thing. I guess it just means that you need to know the right set of phrases to use that will I don't know if, if trigger is the right word trigger this sort of approach by Google, this sort of algorithm by Google, so that these co-occurring uh, phrases will will sort of match. If I'm doing keyword research on a page, I often pull out a spreadsheet and I'll go through the page that I want to optimize that term for. I'll look at other pages that rank highly for that term. And I'll copy phrases that appear in those pages into the spreadsheet. Not only because I want to uh, include them on the page as part of this semantic topic modeling approach because I want to uh, know what kind of content those pages contain. Mm. So I can think about using that type of content on those pages. And it turns into like a copywriting approach where you uh, 
are planning what your pages can contain. You're, you're thinking about the information architecture. You're thinking about what keywords people are going to search for and expect to see on your pages. And doing it as a whole combined effort makes it useful, makes it helpful, makes it potentially rank higher too. You mentioned um, data architecture there, which uh, actually it's a really terrible segue, but I wanted to talk about structured data, which I know is a lot smaller than the sort of bigger data architecture. But from your experience, what kind of effect can sort of well-structured data have on the sort of rankings of of pages and topics? Yeah, I wrote about a, a patent yesterday that for the first time said for featured snippets for answers to questions, they might score the best answers by looking at pages to see if they have a combination of structured data and unstructured data. Mm. The unstructured data would be textual passages that that, uh, fit well on on a uh, top of a set of search results as an answer to a question. And the unstructured data might be uh, schema or, or JSON LD that contains values and uh, keys and values, yeah. uh, attributes about uh, what the pages, what entities pages are about. So they can use a combination of textual passages and facts in answers to uh, snippets. This was the one that was saying that John Mueller and I disagreed upon. Yeah, he he said uh, recently that. He wasn't aware of any schema at this point in time that specifically would be used to answer a featured snippet. And this patent just came out. It was just granted nine days ago, 10 days ago now. So I could see him not being aware of all the patents that come that get granted from Google when they're less than two weeks old. But we're going to talk about structured data and that was one more interesting use. The last time I had written about uh, featured snippets and the approaches behind them, it didn't use schema. It was looking for questions and answers on pages and creating big data stores that included all those questions and answers. And they would decide from the questions and answers whether or not those were a good fit to somebody's query. So mm. it didn't use schema. So and I wrote about that in 2014. So it's been five years. Those have actually been around a long time. Now, the company that you're working with, uh, which is GoFish Digital, they they do site audits, don't you? I'm just wondering what are the what sort of benefits can a, a site owner expect from a site audit? A site audit is an in-depth review of your site. What's working well? What may not be working so well? Whether or not there are issues or problems that, if they're addressed, can help the site rank more or, or improve the site in terms of like speed and page quality, or content quality. Uh, if there are marketing gaps in your site, certain services or goods that you provide aren't very well described and maybe aren't selling as well as they could be because the information you have on your web pages about them isn't explained well. Uh, we would identify that inside audit. Uh, it's made a difference to some clients who saw tremendous returns on investment for updating that type of information to explain their uh, what they offer better, more clearly. It, it does have an impact when we identify 
pagination markup is set up incorrectly so that canonical link elements from those all point to the first page of a series instead of being self-referential or pointing to a view-all page. That potentially means your site isn't getting crawled the way it should be. Yeah. And stuff be missed. So we want to identify problems like that in a site audit. If it's not very well optimized for keywords and you're missing things like titles or headings or meta descriptions, we want to point that out and uh, work on putting together a list of recommendations with priorities behind them, explaining uh, what type of effort it might take to update them and, and how long it might take and which ones maybe should ideally be taken care of first. A site or would give you a road plan for future upgrades and development. Well, Bill, thanks so much for coming on today. Um, if you... I mean, we've talked about quite a few different things, some quite sort of technical things, you know, to do with, with, with Google and SEO. I mean, could you extract one sort of key takeaway for our audience today? What would it be? There's a lot there. Okay. So one thing uh, I, I think is interesting is when you do keyword research and you've got terms that have multiple meanings, mm. like Java being about type of drink or about an island or a programming language. Yeah. Google has said, we'll look at knowledge bases to get a sense of what meaning you're referring to when you're optimizing for that page. We'll try to get, we'll try to take contextual terms from that knowledge base that indicate which version, what meaning you're intending when you're talking about that page. So when you're optimizing terms, look them up in, in like Wikipedia or something and make sure there's not more than one because the example they provided was horse. A horse to an equestrian is an animal. A horse to a carpenter is something you saw wood upon. Yeah. A horse to a, a gymnast is something you perform exercises on. Mm. Same thing with, with people. Sometimes you have People with the same name, like Michael Jackson was uh, the king of pop. Michael Jackson was uh, the head of Homeland Security. Not yeah. the same. Okay, so if you provide information that allows Google to disambiguate those by providing more information on pages about them, you're helping Google understand the meaning behind the term you're optimizing the page for. And that, that can help your pages rank better because you're giving the search engine clues that it can use to understand what you're writing about. It's a fascinating area, semantics. It's almost, I can imagine a lot of people will kind of miss it because it's sort of it's like another level up isn't it from normal sort of understanding of words we think at quite a low level but semantically thinking about words requires you to go to a higher level in a way, doesn't it? You know, if you've heard of a Turing test, it's where you are communicating with somebody in a non-direct fashion, like through something like Skype, and you can't tell whether or not that's a person or a computer. Yeah. And that's a sign that people uh, try to gauge whether or not artificial intelligence exists. But having a computer that can understand meanings of words and contexts is is 
something you're hoping for with the search engine. And if you give it a chance to understand contexts and meanings, it's more likely to. And when somebody searches for those things, uh, they can find your pages because of that. Well, Bill, it's been fascinating. How can our listeners uh, find out more about you and more about Go Fish Digital? Well, I blog on seobythesea.com. I also blog on the uh, Go Fish Digital website. I use Twitter frequently. I spend a lot of time there. I spend some time at Facebook and some time posting things in, on LinkedIn. I do try to answer questions if people have questions about SEO on something like Twitter. It's, it's sort of limited with the amount of space you have, but I think you can hold conversations there. Well, thanks, Bill. And we'll make sure that we put all those links in the show notes. Thank you for listening, everyone. The show notes will be at the normal place, sitevisibility.co.uk slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review. Uh, we're always open to questions and suggestions. The email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. Uh, our Twitter is at sitevisibility. Uh, we have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. That's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Bill. Thank you, Andy. It's been a pleasure. And thanks for coming on, Bill. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. I have a secret. I wore the wrong foundation for years. Then I discovered Il Maquillage, the boldest new brand in beauty. With 20,000 five-star reviews and 50 shades of flawless coverage, their Woke Up Like This foundation is a bestseller for a reason. It's tough buying foundation online, but their Power Match quiz matched me perfectly. And with Try Before You Buy, you can try your shade free for 14 days. Take the quiz at ilmakiage.com slash quiz. That's I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com slash quiz.